This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio gets the job done right with help from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. If you're looking at getting some carpentry work done around the house and you think you can do it yourself, this segment is for you. Sherry Haig from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades has joined us, as well as Adam Bridgman, a Red Seal carpenter, to explain why you should be looking to hire an experienced, well-trained and licensed carpenter for the job. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Jane. I bet the biggest reason that people want to do it themselves is... A, they can save money, or they think they can, and B, because they think they have the skill set. So how can you argue argue with those types of reasonings? Or what would you say to those people? Right. Well, and I'll certainly let Adam speak to the skills that are required, but um, at the College of Trades, where we're you know, regulating and promoting skilled trades, our, our job is really to protect consumers. So certainly, um, you know, the person that wants to fix it at their, uh, their home, it's at their own peril. But one of the other bigger problems is just hiring someone who is not qualified, but claims to be. And that's where we see a lot of complaints, a lot of frustration, and a lot of lost money. And uh, frankly, I think the real uh, issue here is people have no idea what's involved. Everyone thinks, oh, you can sling a hammer down and it's going to be great. And uh, what we hear out there are some, um, some really sad stories about what's involved. And one of the things we've done at the college is actually update curriculum because the times have changed and what was involved in carpentry 20 years ago has completely changed. So when the college began just over two years ago, one of the first things we did was update that training curriculum. So our young apprentices out there are now well-trained, know what they're doing, and those are the type of people that, you know, you want as future carpenters out there fixing your home or your cottage. Let's talk about that and this question to either of you. Um, what What is involved in becoming a Red Seal carpenter? All right, excellent question. Um, first step is to start a formal apprenticeship with either a contractor, and you're going to go out and you're going to work and you're going to do your your schooling, which involves two months of basic, two months of intermediate, and two months of advanced, uh, roughly 720 hours. And it covers all aspects of carpentry. And that's the important thing is to become a general carpenter doesn't mean you're just a deck builder. It doesn't mean you're a concrete guy. It doesn't mean you build scaffold. It means you do it all and go from renovations to, uh, to new builds. So 720 hours, that's just, that's the foundation. That's the in-class portion. Right. And now you're out on the tools working for up to 7,200 hours as well. And you're gaining that experience, not just in that small market of deck building or fence building, you're, you're building that knowledge or that base knowledge across the board. So you're able to do jobs with confidence and, and know the ability, the all aspects of the trade. Tell me what that breaks down, 7,200 hours. It's of about pre- four years. Four years yeah. on top of your six months of schooling. That's right. So what can go wrong if, you, you, if you're, you're a handyman? You, you Everything. Like, you like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen it on those shows on TV yes. when the experts come in and review the work of somebody who didn't know what they were doing. 
and and the costs that can be incurred as a result of that. Speak to that. Well, that's it. Costs, it can be into the thousands. It really depends on the amount of work that's being done. But if you've got a guy that comes in off the street saying he's a carpenter and he's building your house, it's, it's not only a financial thing, it's a structural thing. Right? And you might be happy with it when it's all said and done, but if it's built wrong, you might not know for a couple of years. And that's all about right. safety. That's right. And your lives, your kids' lives. 416-360-0740, If you have a question for Sherry or Adam about a project involving carpentry that you may have been thinking about doing, now's the time. You have a free consultant at your fingertips here. And also, what's gone wrong for you? Maybe, maybe you have a story you want to pass along to help other Zoomer Radio listeners hire the right person for their woodworking job. And, le- and let's talk about that. Um, the kinds of projects that you would deem as do-it-yourselfers and the kinds of projects you would deem as you definitely want to have a carpenter in. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things, too, that uh, um, and, and that's a good point, so people should call in. Uh, and I recall one of the other shows we had where uh, someone thought they would, uh, they actually had the skills to be a plumber and uh, left their house a mess. And uh, we could hear the uh, the spouse in the background yelling at him. And so I think the old uh, happy wife, uh, <laughs> happy life scenario is, is something people should pay a mind to when thinking they can do it themselves. And, and maybe the... the or do- hire cheaply. Well, well, and that's the other thing, too. How do you... What's a good rate for a carpenter? Uh, that's a great question. And it really depends on the, the, the work that you're getting into because there's such a vast array. Um, my best or your best bet when hiring a carpenter, I would go with referrals, but I would also make sure that they have their red seal, make sure that they have their certification of qualification. Um, when it comes to paying X amount of dollars for one job and X amount of dollars for another, it's, it's all what you're happy with when it's all said and done, but you want to make sure the job's done right. So hiring somebody just off the street or going online, it's probably not your best bet. You're probably better off going with a, a referral and then vetting that referral. Just because a, a, a friend of yours was happy with their renovation doesn't mean that it's going to work out the same for you. Well, is it a good rule of thumb to get three quotes, uh, obviously, from Red Seal Carpenters sure. and then yeah. go from there? Yeah. Because it's hard to know as, as a regular person, I'm building a deck. Like, say, that's probably the most common project that you would have as a carpenter. Um, and, and how do you know what's reasonable? How do, you, how do you base the ultimate price when you write your check at the end of the job? What are you basing it on? Can you ask them to define how they're... Oh, you the, can ask for a definition yeah. of the bill for sure. It, it, what you want to make sure that you're doing is, is getting those three quotes, but making sure that it's apples to apples. You, if we use the deck as an example, you don't have one guy quoting a 10 foot by 10 foot deck and another guy quoting something much larger. Or mater- even material costs are mm-hmm. totally different when it comes to you know composite materials compared to a pressure treat. So you want to make sure that you're, it's apples to apples. And then on top of that, if it is apples to apples, then you're really coming down to a level of comfort. And if the guy's qualified, Mm -hmm. if he's got his red seal. I think that's the big one, too, because uh, if you're hiring someone who doesn't have the experience or the qualifications, then, you know, at the end of the day, you may think you're saving a buck, but you're actually not. And it's going to cost you a lot in the end. Um, 
Carpentry isn't uh, a trade that's required by law to be um, a certified, be a college, college member, um, although apprentices are. But uh, we do have over a thousand that are on our web- that have joined, and and that's because people then can go on our website um, at www.collegeoftrades.ca and and check and say, oh, yep, that person is certified. They've gone through all that training. It just gives you that little bit extra of comfort. And frankly, if someone's putting a roof over my head or even I'm walking on a deck, I'd like to make sure they know what they're doing. Karen uh, from Barrie, you've got a question for Sherry or Adam. Go ahead. Hi, Adam. I'm looking. I'm from Barrie. um, Had a friend put in some uh, windows improperly, uh, leakage at the base of the windows, a few years later, is destroying my wall and ceiling. So I'm looking for a referral to someone. I'm on a fixed income. I'm a Zoomer, and we're looking um, for any help or phone number you can give me. I don't have a computer. All right, Karen. Um, I Unfortunately, I'm not that familiar with the Barry area. It does sound like that was a... Uh, improper installation. Oh, yeah. Um, but using the public registry through the College of the Trades and uh, and hopefully being able to pinpoint uh, uh, an individual, a carpenter up in Barrie that could help you, that would be your best bet. Okay. Um, being on a fixed income, too, as well. There's all kinds of different avenues that you could take. Um, but that's that's something that maybe even starting by looking in the in the newspaper in the classified and Sherry that can they you've got a number for people who don't have a computer that's that right. they can call yeah, you they directly can call, uh, people can call eight five five two nine nine zero zero two eight if they want to confirm a, someone's qualifications. Okay, let's let's go really slow with that Thank so you. I can I can get it okay. too. Eight five five yes two nine nine. Zero zero two eight. Okay. Now that's just for if you have the name of someone. I mean, maybe offline they can you can provide your your name and number, and uh, uh, we don't uh, specifically recommend individuals, but we may know of some people and give you some options, or okay. at least confirm that these are individuals that are, are qualified. And uh, once again, very sorry to hear about uh, your experience, um, and that's that's the tale that you know we're always disappointed about hearing, and uh, um, and it's important that you do tell that story so other people can hear it and learn from that. That yeah, uh, a trusted friend at that. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you yeah. get that number, Karen? Yes, I did. Okay, very good. Thanks Thank for you your so call. Much. Good luck. Okay. Okay. You're with uh, Fight Back. Jane Brown in for Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. We'll be right back with more of your questions on carpentry, who to hire, and what situations to get out of or not to get into in the first place. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're speaking with our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades, Sherry Hegg, Adam Bridgman, about carpentry and hiring a carpenter. Adam, before we get to our bank of callers here, and thank you so much for calling in. We'll get to your questions here momentarily, 416-360-0740. What do you ask when you're hiring a carpenter, when you're interviewing a potential carpenter to work at your home? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, right off the bat, I would definitely, I'd use the public registry to see if they do have their certification of qualification or their red seal, but also looking for references or getting it as a referral. Um, 
even if if you're getting something done, something as simple as a as a deck or a or a front porch, ask for an address and drive by the house. Because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of guys out there that have plenty of references, but they're all glowing references regardless of the quality of their work. So. Uh, if you can physically see it or go by the place that they've that they've uh, done work on, that's probably in your best interest. Sonny from Richmond Hill, go ahead. You're on Fight Back. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. What's your question? Good. Oh, just let me go back to what the gentleman just said now. I, I wouldn't even think about looking for his qualifications because in, in what we experience here as consumers in Ontario, for instance, whether the the, the tradesman is qualified or not. And, and I don't believe that if you are certified, like the way the gentleman said, that is the first criteria. Because a guy with 30 years' experience yeah, has most probably got more on the guy that is qualified in, 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 in the trade in the last six months. So I, I don't buy that. But what, the point that I wish to make is, when you interview somebody for a job, Let's use this as a carpentry job. The first thing you've got to watch out for is at the time he gives you the price, if he's asking you for a deposit, and what the deposit is for. Mm-hmm. Because my point on that is, most of the tradespeople, because they are in such a demand, they will give you whatever price they will give you, and then they'll ask for a deposit, be it 50% or whatever. Okay, that's a good question. I'm just going to cut you off, Sonny, because I see where you're going. How, what kind of deposit should you make with somebody that you're hiring? Uh, that's excellent, Sonny. Most of the, most of your comments there are, are great. Uh, what kind of deposit? I would I'd be looking for a, a small percentage, or I would I'd be looking to pay a small percentage to assure that that, that this contractor will show up to do the job when he says to do the job. When you've got a contractor asking for 20, 30, 40% all up front, that might be a red flag. And of course, it depends on on, on the job too, the value of the job. Well, a lot of guys will say, you know, 33% the day I show up, 33% in the middle and 33% at the end, or, you know, variations on that. Yeah, exactly. Is that sort of a reasonable expectation? Uh, It's reasonable to have some sort of payment schedule. It's also reasonable from the homeowner standpoint, and even as a contractor, that the homeowner is going to hold some of that money until they're 100% satisfied. Right. And as a homeowner, if you're, if you're the homeowner and you've already paid your bill in full and you're not happy, the likelihood of getting that contractor to come back is a lot smaller. Yeah, we've all, had, we've all had yeah. that experience at least once, <laughs> right? And then you get smart. Yeah. Beware uh, of cash up front, too. Well, right? that's, I would not, uh, this is where we hear a lot of horror stories as well, as people that, uh, you know, they pay cash, there's no receipt, and then they have no recourse at all. Yeah. Uh, you know there's something up if they're, if they're doing that. Okay, Jim from Aaron, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Fight back. Oh, hi, Jane. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. Go uh, ahead. My question is academic, I guess. Uh, Back in the day when I was in the trades, when you completed uh, your schooling and your hours, uh, you became a journeyman. And it seems the terminology has changed now, so you have a red seal. That seems to be across the board with electrical or carpentry, uh, whereas uh, I'm just wondering why the title changed. And uh, 
another question was, why the color red seal? Why wouldn't it be like gold for the top of the class? <laughs> you know what? That's so funny, Jim. I was thinking the same thing myself. Why a red yeah. seal? Go ahead, Sherry. <laughs> uh, well, um, there actually, you know, there's a difference between a journey person and someone with a red seal. In fact, we still use the term journey persons. Oh, and yeah. in fact, we have over a thousand registered journey person carpenters uh, with the College of Trades uh, right now. Oh. Um, red seal, I actually don't know why it's called red. Uh, it's a it's sort of a separate distinction from the College of Trades. Um, so I'm sure there is oh. a good story behind that. And we'll, we'll have to find that one out for you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Can you be that. a journey person and have a red seal at the same time? Yes. So it's, oh, but yeah, you, it's the red is seal it? is a is a, an extra step. Okay. But do you oh, get so it's you not be- a preliminary step where you have to do a red seal and then write your journeyman's exams or? Um, no, the no. Uh, Jim, what you're thinking of those journeyman exams would be the certification of qualification, which yeah. is kind of interchangeable with the with the Red Seal now, mm-hmm. and that's uh, many many uh, workmen have been out in the trade and they've put in the hours and they haven't mm-hmm. even done the schooling. They just haven't done that that final okay. step to do that uh, that Red Seal test or the certification. Were of you a carpenter yourself, Jim? Electrician. An electrician. Yeah. And you, yeah. it sounds like you've retired. Yep. Good for you. <laughs> yep. Good for you. Yeah. An, another great trade, which requires a, a lot of uh, training. And, uh, boy, important to have someone who knows what they're doing in that trade as well. <laughs> yes. Sure, yeah. And we've well, spoken thanks. with your electricians as well. <laughs> thanks, Jim. Okay. Have a great day. Enjoy your retirement. Not doing electrical work. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Our friends and trusted contributors from the Ontario College of Trades have joined us. We've got Clay from Ajax on the line. Go ahead, Clay. Hi. How are you doing today, Jane? Great. Thanks. What's I, your question? I have a question, not on carpentry, but my son took his certificate of qualification test three and a half weeks ago, and he's still waiting for a result. And uh, we we uh, sent an email to them. They said that uh, uh, there was a problem, and uh, they would uh, be letting us know. I was concerned about the post office strike. They said they'd be sending us an email saying we, when they're putting it in the mail. That's three and a half weeks. He can't go to work till he gets a certificate of qualification. Mm-hmm. I can certainly appreciate his frustration on that. Um, those uh, results come from, we get them from the ministry, and uh, my understanding they have a little bit of a backlog right now. So uh, we're also getting a few calls on that. So please, uh, unfortunately, I guess I'll have to be a little bit more patient, but I understand they're trying to move through that very quickly. But uh, it's the ministry that's actually providing the information for us on the results, and as soon as we get it, we actually automatically uh, put it into our system and you get an automatic uh, email. But uh, if he hasn't heard anything within the next uh, with you know week or so, uh, give us a call and we perhaps can uh, help track that down for him. Okay, maybe I can phone Kathleen. She might be able to help. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give that number out again. One eight five five no one just eight five five two nine nine. Zero zero two eight eight five five two nine nine zero zero two eight. Good luck for your with your son there. I hope it works out, Clay. Thanks a lot, Dean. Okay, Bob from Toronto. You'd like to uh, be part of this conversation? Go ahead. Good morning. Uh, we renovated the house here and had Home Depot come and do the work. Mm-hmm. The people they hired were excellent, especially the plumber. When he was right here, he did some extra job for us, for us with virtually no extra cost. So I highly recommend Home Depot. Okay. 
And uh, would Home Depot be on your registry, on your site, Sherry? Um, the, the company isn't, although we're actually in chat. Uh, conver- we're uh, reaching out to them because we think it's uh, really important that uh, that they also uh, you know, take advantage and make sure they are hiring uh, certified people. But I think, uh, you know, these folks want to make sure they have quality people too. So uh, um, we're going to be, we're reaching out to them to hopefully right. join. It would be nice if you had sort of a cooperative arrangement. <laughs> They're a natural arrangement. partner for us. So if Home Depot's limping, listening, uh, yeah. give us a call. <laughs> uh, Bob, what did you have done? Well, it was a uh, new bathroom and work in the kitchen and the, in the living room, so it was quite uh, uh, advanced work. Well, very good. Well, I'm glad that worked out well for you. It's nice to hear about good stories, too. Uh, we were at a friend's place uh, out Oshawa Way on Saturday, and uh, this friend of ours is very handy. He did do some of the work himself, but for the main work, like the gutting of the kitchen, they brought in tradespeople to do that. Uh, when I mean, if you, if you do think of yourself as handy, um, are there certain projects that you can do around the house where you're not dealing with safety issues, you're not, you know, the good starter projects? That's a good question, Jane. Um, level of comfort, really. Everybody's got their own level of comfort. And you also got to rem- remind yourself that you're probably working a full-time job at the same time as doing these renovations. So something that might only take you a week, it's really going to take you more like a month because you're doing a weekend warrior kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, you get into any sort of structural thing, that's when I would probably 100% be bringing in a contractor. Um Obviously, the paint and, you know, if you're still putting up wallpaper, you could probably tackle that yourself. But trim, anything non-structural, no problem. Give right. it a try. The last thing you want to be doing is knocking walls down. Right. So if you're, you know, my husband loves to get out and he loves putting on his tool belt, getting out of his suit, putting on his tool belt and built the deck like an Artiki hut, sure. did a beautiful job. And, and he always says, you know, if I can research it and feel comfortable and know I'm going to do a good job and it's going to be safe, I'll do it myself. The minute it's, I know it's outside my parameter of skill set, he's quite happy to hire somebody. Yeah. So there, I guess there, there are, you know, you can tinker around, like you said, sure. doing trim, doing molding, that kind of stuff. And you, you will save yourself money then. When are you not going to save yourself money? So give us, give us like a horror story scenario. <laughs> I mean, we had the woman call in about the windows leaking. Sure, yeah. There's, there's almost everybody's got a horror story or a friend who got, you know, uh, taken advantage of and, and whatnot. Uh, when is it time to call in a contractor is when that comfort level is not there. When you go, you know what, I've seen enough YouTube videos that I shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you're, you're going to want to bring in a professional a guy who's qualified. Yeah, Adam, you mentioned uh, earlier today to me about the person that was with the framing, and they were off by six. Oh, that's inches. right. Yeah. yeah, we had. Uh, I was doing a job last summer, and foundation walls were out a little bit, uh, and I can handle a little bit, but when they're out seven and a half inches, then that becomes very expensive. Seven and a half inches. Yeah. So, um, the, there's no quick fix there. Yeah. And not only is it time, it's it's money too. So right. You're dealing with a renovation that. We now have to re-square up. So there's delays on time, but there's also that monetary factor to get in. Now, luckily, the homeowner had held some money on the former company, but at the same time, they're they're still out of pocket, and they're still running around, and it's something that if the guy was qualified, it might not have been an issue. 
Is it a good starting point, Sherry, to have somebody reach out initially to the Ontario College of Trades, uh, reach out to you folks to, to say, this is the project I want to do? What do? Who do I need? What do I need? And where do I start looking? Um, I, I would, because everybody, they come from different communities, it's probably better to do a little bit more research into your own area and get some uh, some names and suggestions, and then you can come to us and verify whether that person has actually uh, been trained, qualified, or, um, you know, if, if there's any issues. But uh, I think it's probably because there's carpenters and people all over the province that it's a little easier to first start with getting those um, suggestions from other people and then you can verify through us and that can be done very quickly uh, on a website or certainly with a call but you know just logging on you insert their name and there you go. Mm-hmm. 416-360-0740 1-866-744-740 just a couple of more minutes here uh, with Sherry Haig uh, from the Ontario College of Trades, our trusted contributors and Adam Bridgman, a Red Seal carpenter. Uh, what's best part about being a carpenter and, and, and obviously a very experienced and refined carpenter? Sure, sense of accomplishment. Yeah, Leaving the job and you know it's done right and it's done and you can go back years later and see it's still there and, right right you're not pushing papers around a desk and and whatnot everything's built and you know at the end of the day it's a hard day but it's a day and it's a you know there's a high level of uh, accomplishment what are the best qualities for somebody who's a carpenter what what kinds of qualities make for a best a good carpenter well I think just like any other worker if you got drive and you're determined and and you want to always learn because you're learning on the job and you're learning daily, even as a Red Seal carpenter. To say you know everything about the trade would be very naive. Mm-hmm. You're always learning. Materials are changing and and even practices are changing. We don't build the stuff the same as we did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So always developing of course, you got to know math too. So. Oh, that's right. that's right. Because you don't want to be off by seven and a half inches. Yes. Well, thanks so, so much to both of you. Uh, we'll talk to you next time you come in the Ontario College of Trades. Our trusted contributors here, Sherry and Adam. Uh, great to see you on this hot, humid summer day. Thank you so much, Jane. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.